Welcome back to First Gen's Table Talks with Leslie Mendez. I hope everyone is having a fantastic week and that you all have enjoyed all of our episodes so far. On this episode, we will be talking about what it's like to be a minority at a predominantly white institution. We will have students from Arkansas Tech share their stories and answer questions that I have for them. We can go around the table and I'll allow you all to introduce yourselves. Um, my name is Taylor and I'm a junior here at Arkansas Tech. My name is Nigel. I'm a senior here at Arkansas Tech. My name is Daniel and I'm a freshman here at Arkansas Tech. So I know this topic can touch some sensitive issues, but that's why we are here to discuss them and to hear our first generation students who are minorities at a PWI. So to begin with, why did you decide to attend a predominantly white institution? Well, I guess I'll go first. Really, I, I ain't have a choice really, you know, from my situation and stuff. I was offered a, a scholarship that was really like once in a lifetime opportunity to come here. So then I was like, well, I can either go to school or just work like everybody else. But I knew that the path to like a successful life goes through uh, education. So I was like, I'm gonna just come here, get my education and see where life takes me. And what's the scholarship you got? I got the Dreamer Doc Scholarship. Uh, For me, I'm going to say, in a way, I didn't have a choice as well, but not, but different from Daniel. So, like, starting out, I was an engineering major. There aren't really any, you know, black schools that are known for engineering around here, you know. And if I want to get my name out there, if I want to, you know, sell myself, then I have to go to somewhere that's accredited. Originally, I wouldn't, you know, I was going to another school, but I ended up coming here because of, you know, Probably in the state is you know one of the top engineering schools, mm -hmm. considering we do you know we have a nuclear plant here. So, right. um, so that's really why like I ended up coming here. It wasn't really just because you know I necessarily wanted to. I just felt like in a way I I had to in order to get out there. Um, for me, I was just always taught like attending a historically black university was just like when you get to the workforce, they're not gonna look at you first. Um, versus a student that went to a predominantly white institution only because HBCUs do have like a negative connotation in some ways because they're like seen as party schools and that's not necessarily like downing HBCUs but it's just how I was kind of growing up because my mom went to HBCU herself and you know she didn't pet like she didn't finish school and so she'd tell me all the time all she did was party and so um, it's just seen as PWI was just one of the best options for me, especially Arkansas Tech, because it gave me lots of opportunities, such as scholarships and things like that. Okay, so that's exactly around my kind of thing. I mean, I knew that I was gonna come to a PWI, either it was gonna be public or private, but obviously I didn't wanna go in debt and they <laughs> offered me more money. And so um, I also didn't wanna live in Little Rock so I was like, mm, but then UCA, you know, I don't want to go to UCA either. So I was like, I guess let's try out tech. And so right. that's why I'm here. So, okay, so the second question is, what did you expect coming to college? Like more people of color attending tech or? Uh, well, being honest with you, though, like I didn't apply to tech like until like June. So I didn't know anything about tech. So I don't know, like I always told myself, like when I go to college, I want it to be like diverse. Cause like where I'm from, it's mainly like African Americans. So I, so I was like, you know, I want to meet like other Hispanics, uh, Asians, you know, people from around the world. Cause that's what college is about, diversity. And so then like when I came here, I was like, well, this ain't not what I imagined it, but 
I gotta make it work. So. Yeah, for me, I just like, mm, you know, like I, it wasn't what I was, I, I expected. Like I'm, I'm not really familiar with the area. Well, I wasn't familiar with the area at first. Um, like I think I only came here one time before, like attending school, and that was just to, you know, make my idea and everything. So I really get the, and this was like during the summer, so I didn't see you know anybody really on campus. But then when I got here, I was like, uh, kind of like. It was like a culture shock in a way. Like yeah. I'm yeah. looking for people that look like, you know, us. But right, I don't, right. I don't really see that. Yeah. So it was just like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, and I can, like I remember like when, when I first got here, I was like, I need to find people of color, just because <laughs> yeah. them the type of people I interact with the most. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Well, that went to my next question. Have you experienced culture shock? Um. It kind of like when I got here, I, I wasn't expecting to see as many like African-American students because it is a PWI and most do want to go to HBCU. But it just kind of shocked me how little there were like people of color actually. Like I expected to have like maybe 25% give or take. And when I got here, it was like a real big shock that there was not, you know, people of color in that vicinity. And if they do come here, they leave after like their first semester or their first year. So Arkansas Tech is not like a very di- it's a diverse school in a way but not to where you would expect it yeah like uh i mean as i already said i did experience culture shock but like am i allowed to say this <laughs> like with frats and sororities am i allowed to talk about that talk about it and then we'll figure it out okay so like growing up i've always heard you know like d9s like that's that yeah. that's that's mm-hmm. what was talked about growing up and like my i got cousins aunts uncles that's all a part of that you know and i mean i never like had planned on I don't know if I could say that I I had never <laughs> planned on do it like joining that like ever but like I've, that's, but that's all I've ever heard about you mm-hmm. know but then when I got here I was just like I ain't mm-hmm. name dropping nobody but <laughs> but it was like I, I just heard like I was like I don't know who these people are I have never yeah. heard of these organizations ever in my life and but I was like but then you know we have so little denies it's just like yeah so that was a culture shock to me because growing up I had heard about everything else other than what we have. So yeah, like big D nines, like every kind of sorority, and then you get here and you well sorority fraternity, and you get here and you don't you know have that big diversity. Man, you have lots of um, the other sororities, but you don't have really D nine sorority fraternities. Maybe name dropping though. <laughs> okay, so culture shock <laughs> is basically it's like where you grew up. Mm-hmm. It's different from like. Where you at now? Does that oh. make sense? Like versus well, you seeing a lot of African Americans, now you see a lot of white people. white people and etc. Yeah, so I have, I would say I have experienced culture shock just because I am from Rock and I tell everyone this: it's like coming to Russellville. It's literally, it's like a country city town, and it's so way small. Like obviously, I come from. A big city, big city called City Girl. England, no. <laughs> and <laughs> you can't her. Okay, the point is, no. were you old here before? <laughs> that was different though. That was different. my fault. My fault. My fault. My fault. Have you experienced culture shock? Well, yeah. Like I don't know. Like. Well, yeah. Just say it's what like, you gotta say. No, don't just don't right. say it's you're not, right. not gonna say it. Right. We're gonna because we go through all I'll this go. again. So. I mean, as, like like I said, growing up, I heard about, you know, all the big D-9s. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's what I grew up on. I didn't really know of any other frats, any other sororities. So, 
coming here and you know seeing that it was just like uh where we yeah. at like like, <laughs> like what's going on like i don't i don't recognize this this is unfamiliar to me so it's just like i'm not really not really fooling with that so i was just like yeah culture shocking like yeah, the truest the, form for me because I was yeah. like that ain't it like because growing up one way you hearing about all this seeing all this getting all told all these stories and then you go out thinking that's what you finna see mm-hmm. no and it's, like the, and it's the, the exact opposite yeah, yeah. Exact opposite. like I grew up going to UAPB like homecoming as a kid so when I was like okay I'm gonna get to college we're gonna have big homecomings gonna have everybody strolling doing their little thing and we had our homecoming and I was like this is not <laughs> This is not what I grew up to. I was like, Mama, this is not, this is not nothing that I grew up to. She's like, Well, yeah, you know, like you just have to adjust. So it's just a culture shock that you just have to, as time, like you'll learn to adjust to seeing different people of color in different ethnicities. Yeah, like for example, like first day of classes, it was 2019, and you walk in, it's like. Hello. Yeah, correct. I'm the only person here. Like, it's just weird because, like, I just grew up since Head Start. Like, Head Start, it was literally all African-American. And then it was just me. But I got along so well. And I just grew up since high school, black and brown. And high school, like, we all knew each other and everything. So, like, coming to school and being the first one is, like, the only person of color, you just sit there, like, so uncomfortable because, like, I haven't been around white people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's just like, and I feel like others can agree on that. And then you know your pro- your professors are Mostly. white too, so it's yeah. like you know. And it's just really the town. It's just the way people dress, and it's like, do yeah. I do I'm, and I feel out of place. So yeah. I feel that's how I felt coming. Okay, so the next question is, so I know that majority of the student organizations on campus all have white students on them. And not seeing any people of color, does that make you not want to join these organizations? Mm, to a certain extent, yes. Because you don't want to, not necessarily feel like the oddball, but like you're going to be the only black person in that, you know, organization. So it's kind of like, you're going to kind of shut down. Not saying like people of color fear white people, but in a way, like sometimes, not myself, but people just don't want to say what they need to say simply because they're like the only five, like they're the only black person or people of person of color in that room. And so, but to another extent, you can want to, to bring other people of color like out to that organization to like mm-hmm. get people of color to have their input. And it's not just random people saying whatever for people of color, they actually just have their own input about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of piggyback off of her. Like being the only black person, like for me, this is just me personally, being like the only black person in the organization, like. You know, it can get tiresome being the only voice, you know, having to speak up for a certain group of people. Yeah. And mm-hmm. whenever you're constantly doing that, but you feel like you're not being heard at the same time, like, mm-hmm. that, you, you're just going to stop, you know. Well, not necessarily yeah. stop, but you're not going to be just, as motivated. You get tired, like, like, you get tired of it. Yeah. So, um, but if you, like, if there are other, you know, people of color in there with you, yeah. and then yeah. y'all all collectively mm-hmm. get together, it's it's yeah. a it's more of an effort. It's uh, better heard, mm-hmm. supposedly. And so... And also, like, going off of what she said, it's like, yes, yeah, like, being the only one in there, like, kind of brings awareness for other people that, hey, yeah. like, we, we can hold these positions. Mm-hmm. But, it's, like, for me, just personally, it's just like, I don't want to be the only one doing that. Mm-hmm. And I mean, and I, it's good to be an influence. It's good, yeah. to, you know, to, to, to be that resource, but at the same time, it's very tiresome, so. Yeah. I definitely agree with both of you. Yeah. yeah. 
I don't know, I just feel like I'm already like around like white people twenty four seven when I go to class, the cafeteria and stuff like that. And sometimes I feel like I just need a break. Like I need a break to like be like with other people of color over like my own kind of people. Just cause you like know, a safe space. Yeah, like, like, yeah, yeah. like where you're comfortable being yeah. you don't have to be so tense and like not yeah. be you. You could just you know, like be free and yeah. Also like and if you are like, you know, the only colored person in there and y'all having like an uncomfortable conversation right yeah then it's like feel, one versus alone. like you feel yeah. like you feel by yourself regardless of like if other people say they back and you supporting you you feel like you're by yourself because yeah. everybody can't speak for it your experiences yeah. Yeah. How you everybody don't up. know what you go through so yeah because that's all i think about like talking to a white person about like my culture and stuff be like like are they racist like oh you know you have those braids in your hair is that your real hair and i'm like you can really tell it's <laughs> I'm like, oh does it take so long to do it it takes a while <laughs> and they just it's not like they're trying to be wrong like they're trying to be racist or anything they're, they're just wanting like information but just hearing it multiple yeah. times time yeah. after time like it just gets tiresome like you're just like shut up like I don't want to talk about it anymore. Or, like, you just kind of shut down. Like, you just feel like, not necessarily, like, a bad thing, but you just get tired of hearing it. So, you're just like, whatever. Like, you feel like you're being mocked in a way. But you're not. Yeah. Okay. So, what are some adversities you all have faced while attending a PWI? Or if you haven't experienced anything, like, any of your friends or any people you know of? Uh, For me, um... It's kind of connecting with my professors because you know they all are white and I'm most of the time the only black person in my classes. So like being able to connect with them and have conversations with them, and sometimes it's like stuff like stuff is hard to talk about. Like mm-hmm. like whenever we talking about stuff in class, it's like like I be like sometimes I feel a certain type of way because mm-hmm. of like something that they say. But like how do I have that conversation with them mm-hmm. without coming off as standoffish or yeah. or something like that? So yeah. um, but just like being able to to truly connect with them. That's something that's like been hard for me. Like, yeah, I go talk to them during office hours and stuff like that, but it's it just feels like they're my professor because they have to be. Right. Like, it's yeah, not, not you know, I feel like it's uh, it's not it's not really a connection there. It's not I'm I'm learning this because I'm being told. I'm not like learning this because you know you genuinely interested in like trying to help me. Yeah, you just doing this for a job and and like that's maybe like maybe I'm not the only person who feel that way. Maybe everybody else in the classroom feel that way too. But just like me personally, it's just like. Like, I don't see how you really helping me in a way. And maybe that has nothing to do with how I look or anything, but I just yeah. feel like me, like like going to them is hard because they don't understand, you know? Right. Yeah. And I feel like that's in any situation. Like, when you're, like, the only person of color, like, the minority, in any classroom or situation or event, like, you always feel like you got that pressure, like... Yeah, like, everybody has eyes on you yeah. because they're wanting you to, like, say something something wrong or something like that they don't agree with so they can like put you in a corner but i like all going off what i just said with professors i do feel that way to a certain extent because my professors are all white my classmates are mostly white out of like percentages i'm probably like two out of ten people that are black in my classrooms so it's it's kind of weird like connecting yes but also professors don't really make me feel like i can't talk to them but it's just certain things like i just said like you just don't know how to come to them and like with this new leadership minor we have classes where you like it's literally an open debate class like you can agree to disagree but you're not going to disrespect the other person yeah so like you can bump heads in class all you want say what you want but it has to be in respectful bonus and i feel like that should be 
any class like you should be able to say what's on your mind but in a respectful way like you're not going to degrade the next person or the next person's religion or color or anything like that most definitely agree with all three of y'all because like whenever you know whenever that george floyd stuff happened like i was going through it mentally like i ain't gonna lie like i yeah. was and i didn't want to do no work i had no motivation to do nothing but how do i go talk to my professor and tell them like yeah. this is how i feel about this i don't know how to cope i don't yeah. know what to do and i'm like just like stuck but how, how do I tell them that and then get them to understand? Yeah, because they, they, they're they not don't have, in yeah, that yeah. place. Like, right. yeah. Yeah, what you really can't. Like. Yeah, because they, they, they can't relate. They can only be like, oh, like, I'm here for you. But it's not the same as, like, right. like that could have been, you know, like, your family member, your cousin. That could have been somebody. Like, that could have been your little brother. Like, how I look when I say things like that, my little brother, I have three. So anything like that hits really, like, it hits home every single time. Like, anything. So, like, it'd be days where I'm like, I don't feel like going to class today. Like, I'm just not in the mood for anything. But I'm just like, I have to have to try to brush it off, put it aside. Because my professors, they can't understand. They're not, you know, people of color. So, they don't, they're not seeing somebody getting just shot just because they're getting a piece of gun out of their pocket or something like that. They're not, yeah. they're, it's not them. Like, it's not their color that has to face those adversities in life. And I feel like the school itself doesn't, like, stand up enough for the issues. Yeah. Like, I feel like when stuff like that happens, we just, like, I'm not just going to say, like, they should coddle us in a way, but just, like, let us know, like, they're, oh, yeah, they're there like they for us. I feel like they need to show more support. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like. Speak out and yeah. put something out there. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you know, like, this, uh, this happened, so, you know, in case anybody feels a certain way, like, you know, resources are open for you guys to come talk to us. And I do feel like there are resources like that, but they're just not broadcasted enough, especially when you need them to be broadcasted. They're just, like under the radar because in my opinion just sending an email to everybody saying we support this whatever that ain't that's not personal they don't do nothing for me they don't do nothing because that's just something that's mass sent out like everybody get that yeah but if you do something personal you you come out here like you can do anything you can just go have a walk or or a protest or something like that simple like moment of silence like with anything anything else it can be a moment of silence so it's time like where we just need to sit back and like look at everything that's happening and we just need like a break like a moment of silence like where we can just sit there and think about everything like because it it gets hard to be a student of color and things like that happen so everybody's looking at you like oh should I be like should I say this about this person should I say this and it's like everybody's walking on eggshells and you don't want to feel like everyone's calling you like hiding emotions from you because of how you feel like because of a situation that happened like George Ford and I said that wrong George Floyd <laughs> <laughs> to just say like I feel like I had friends that like didn't they not necessarily like avoided me but like they were just very like like they were light with their talking and they was like really short like they didn't know what to really say because they don't they don't know how to deal with those things And so now to the next question, it kind of relates to what you said that you would like to see more support with schools like this. So what is something you would like to see on campus to help minority students? Well, I feel like it got to start with us. Like like how she said, like, mainly the people got the power here are like, so they're not finna understand where we coming from unless like we yeah. take action first. It's like we gotta be the leaders in this situation and we gotta lead them to how they should lead the school in the future once we're gone. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Like it starts, is we can sit in a room all day and 
throw hands and talk stuff about everything but as long as we just sit there in the room and don't send it to nobody who would like can actually do a change it's not gonna ever fix nothing so i feel like like a student support group would be a good thing like a people of color support group and things of that nature would be like a very good thing to see around the campus i'd probably say like some safe spaces yeah. like i don't know how you go about doing that but like like the student union is a safe space so like something like that and i'm just mean like something like this where we can get together and talk and because sometimes you, all you sometimes all you need to do is just talk you just yeah. need to, get, yeah. to say how you feel and get it off your chest so yeah. some safe spaces um i feel like the podcast like we have a first gen podcast so we can have a people of color podcast because like you said talking does just like you just lay everything on the table mm-hmm. and you know people pick up where you you say things that other people feel they just they're just scared to say it and they need that support like somebody feels that way like I can do the same thing and I, I like you know we got AASA and yeah. we're trying to get that back up and running so but I think that's something that, that can be very beneficial for black people on campus and AASA is African American Student Association so, yeah, I think that'll Promo. be a good thing to start. Promo. So, so you would say that you would want more organizations to start off for minorities. Because you would say when you came to tech, was it here? Not that I knew of. Yeah, like you didn't really know. It probably, like, I don't know there. if it was or wasn't. I, I, I had heard nothing, nothing about it. Like, they, if it was, they weren't doing anything. Or if they were, it wasn't broadcasted, you know? Yeah. So, I feel like. We need more marketing for that, more more promo. Um, just like, like stuff, I think people of color need to know that there are other people here like them that mm-hmm. go through things just like just them, like and they need to know that they, they can get together and do something about it. Yeah, that they have the support from the university, from other people of color, just things like that. Because as a freshman, when I came here, I just kept seeing other other things promoted and I didn't see anything for people of color or like minority groups at all so like this this recent like this is just coming to light for me as a junior that there are resources for people of color around campus and I feel like instead of like trying to separate ourselves like how they had like the African-American into the student association yeah yeah and how we got like our own like Latino Hispanic I think like we don't need to do that we just need to make like one big group and then try to learn how to like cooperate with each other. Cause at the end of the day, we are the minorities. Right. It's like us against them in a way. I say definitely. Huh. Oh, you scared? Well, I don't. I don't necessarily agree with that though. Cause I feel like because I think that's a part of your identity, and you try to merge that with us. I say us. You try to merge like Hispanics and Blacks together. Try to throw them into the same category, you know. But you're not Black, and we're not Hispanic. So I like I think we have the two separate things, yeah. but we, we come together and yeah, do like, stuff together. Yeah, yeah because, because together. we don't understand what they go through, and we don't understand what y'all go through. Exactly. Yeah. And here's a prime example of of how I always tell people this because <laughs> I guess you know we grew up differently, but yet we grew up alike. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But like I said, we don't know what they go through. Like obviously, like okay, so for example, you know, with us, it's more like. Hispanics and my experiences and your experiences, I think we can share the same thing. It's about like immigration, Mm -hmm. you know, people don't understand like, you know, you're undocumented, you you don't have um, 
an identity because these documents is what identifies you. Right. And you're from a different country and you don't know a, a language and it, mm -hmm. that's a barrier, right? And as first generation student, the oldest of my of my sibling is just two of us. And so being able to do all that and um, so like things like that, it it's difficult for people to understand. And yet I know people want to get educated on that and that's the purpose of everything, being able to educate people on how they can deal and talk to us so, you know, we won't, they won't seem as racist, mm -hmm. quote, Come racist, exactly, exactly. And so, like, with y'all, y'all's experience is different. So, for example, like, you get pulled up, you get pulled over. And I obviously don't know how you feel. For your life. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. I had an experience just like that. My friend had to tell that out, and she didn't know she wasn't of color. Officer was like, what are you doing? I was like, we're reaching for, like, you just, you're taught to say, oh, we're reaching for this. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. And we just have to deal with those things, like, even if we're being disrespected as people of color or, you know, Latinos, Hispanics, it's just, you have to learn different customs for, you know, police officers, and you have to accommodate yourself when you should just, want. you should just be allowed to be you, no matter where you are, you know, what the situation is, you should just be you. Mm -hmm. I ain't mean to, like, just, like, one group, I mean, like, you know how, like, we do events? I feel like no, yeah. yeah. I feel like I they, 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 they I, should get a special no. invite. Yeah, and, you know, yeah. We, I think we understood that, but we were just trying to like say, you know, because let's say that people are listening to this. I'm like, oh yeah, let's. How about we make a group just for minorities, right? Mm -hmm. Like they'll make it, but they wouldn't know how to deal with it because it's yeah, they wouldn't you're know mixing how to mix races it exactly, yeah. and they're gonna be like, well, how do we talk about this? It'll be a good thing to talk about it. For example, like if we were to do a forum, like I like we were talking about. Obviously, we would both share our stories and people would understand and be like, damn, like, I didn't know you went through that. And I didn't know you went through that. <laughs> so, yeah. But I definitely, but I understand what you were saying. We're not saying, we're not bashing the idea. <laughs> so, once again, I want to thank you all for coming in and being our special guest for this episode and talking about your experiences at APWI. I hope that those are, that are listening were able to relate or learn something new about these student stories. And please make sure to check out our social media. We are on, fa are on Facebook and Instagram. On Facebook, we are Arkansas Tech University First Generation Student Experience. On Instagram, we are ATU First Gen. Stay tuned for our next episode on First Gen's Table Talks with Leslie Mendez.